McFarlane, McFarlane Energy, thank you once again for sponsoring the Bradfoe Show. This is a very special Bradfoe Show. It begins a new era uh, where not only are we rattling these things off almost every single day, but on every Friday, we have teamed up. We have partnered with the, uh, the industry that is baseball isn't boring, and also we have some great, great people as a part of it. Obviously, Coop. Coop, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Rob. Great. Oh, here we dream here Friday. Just saw Chris Sale do his rehab startup in Portland. We're feeling good here in Boston. Yeah, and listen, I, at the soundtrack of our lives, which is the national anthem in back of me, I'm at Wrigley Field right now. And we want to welcome in new partner of the Bradford Show, Courtney Finnegan. What's going on, Courtney? How are you, Rob? Good to see you. Oh, goodness. Like, the best social media follow. Like, you were so witty and quippy and 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 pointed and i'm so happy that you're with us and you so also anybody who follows you know that you dearly love the game of baseball right correct hi rob it's great to be here thank you again for the wonderful social media compliments diehard baseball fan diehard white Sox fan i'm happy to be here uh listen i mean it's, it's there again a great voice and boots on the ground i mean obviously joe kelly is the ambassador for baseballs and boring and uh and courtney's in boots on the ground in Chicago, giving us what's what when it comes to the uh, vastly underachieving White Sox. But we're not we're not focusing on that, Courtney. It's okay. We're we're celebrating the great game of baseball today. All right. I was hoping this would be therapeutic for me to get some angst out for my White Sox, but we'll leave that to the side for another for another show. Yeah. Well, and and of course we have speaking of baseball not being boring. I mean, let's go. Johnny, I mean, you, Johnny Gomes basically invented baseball not being boring, correct? Yeah, I don't know uh, if I invented it, but uh, that's definitely how I played from uh, five years old all the way on till, uh, till I hung the cleats up. Absolutely. The game's great. Love the game. Love everything about the game. Love the highest level of the game when you get to throw in the chess match. And um, love having the ability every once in a while to get in a fight, and it's okay. <laughs> All right, so you're going to cut right to the chase. So what we want to do is we want to sort of break down in these episodes every Friday, the baseballs and boring Bradfoe shows. We want to break down sort of what, what struck our fancy when it came to the great game of baseball over the course of the week. And, you know, we were texting, you know, with between Coop and Courtney and I, and Courtney and I were on the same wavelength in the sense that, you know, we both said, you know, I think that we want to get into fighting, right? But we don't want to fight, but we want to get into fighting, correct? I mean, I'll fight if I need to, but yes, we want to discuss fighting. We definitely do. Yeah. Have you ever been, ever been in a fight, Courtney? Ever? Well, I actually used to do martial arts. So does that. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, let's go. That All right. Turn. That took a turn. You <laughs> weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> no, no. So, so uh, has you, and, uh, this is obviously the natural progression of this question. Did the martial arts ever pay off in a street fight? Oh, God. No, because I'm much more of a verbal ass assailant, as you can tell by my Twitter. Yeah. Fresh yeah. Throw down, but I could if I needed to. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. So, but we talked about, we were saying, you know, what sort of of this week reminded us some of the greatness of baseball and why we maybe don't condone violence, sort of, like, who doesn't like a good bench clear, right? I mean, Johnny, like, who doesn't like a bench clear? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but I tell you what, someone who has been in fights, someone who has been in street fights, um, 
someone who has never started a fight, but yet likes to help out and finish. And I mean, I think I led the Tampa Bay organization to hit by pitches and I never charged. I never charged in the minor leagues. I never charged a winter ball. I never charged. But um, I always figured I was just happy to be on first. No big deal. That's awesome. But when you mess with the homies, you mess with the other guys, some guys that don't really have um, some of the, I guess, skills needed for debates. Uh, <laughs> definitely first, uh, first in line to take a load off some of my teammates. <laughs> All right. So um, before we get into uh, Johnny breaking down, giving the perspective that I don't think any one of us can give because we didn't play Major League Baseball and we have not ran in to protect those who could not debate for themselves. Um, Courtney, when you saw when you saw the Angels and Mariners brouhaha or kerfuffle, okay, what was it? What was what was your reaction? Were you like, holy crap? Were you like, oh, here we go? And what, were you like, it was about time? Or what was your reaction? I gotta say, um, sometimes, and I think Johnny can probably attest to this. Sometimes baseball fights can be a little disappointing, right? You get all the bullpens running in, and there's a lot of just kind of standing around. That was a legitimate brawl. That actually reminded me, and I'm going to age myself a little bit here. Does anyone remember the Tigers-White Sox brawl from 2000? I do not. Oh, John, Johnny's nodding his head. Oh, Rob. Well, he's just nodding his head. He doesn't really remember. Do you remember, Johnny? I remember every fight, buddy. I live for this. <laughs> well, if you, if you guys really don't know about these, this brawl, Look it up. It was from April of 2000. There were brawls in different innings. I'm telling you, three, four different innings, bullpens. Remember Robert Fick back in the day? I remember him, yeah. I mean, they just went. I mean, that was a balls-to-the-wall Tigers team, and they went after a very feisty young White Sox team. And that's what that Mariners-Angels fight reminded me of. I mean, it was balls-to-the-wall, brutal, guys legitimately throwing punches. I'm like, all right. We got ourselves a good one finally again. I, I mean, it's been, it's been a while, right? I mean, it's been a while. I mean, Johnny, so first of all, you do remember that fight that Cordy's talking about, Johnny? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Robert Fick, absolutely. All right, all right. I mean, so so excellent, excellent pull, Courtney, in terms of that that was a good one. Uh, but for Red Sox, and oh, let me ask you, Coop, like you're uh, in your uh, brief time on this earth, what is the what is the fight that you go to? My oh, short years of uh, of living, I I have to go with the Joe Kelly one just because that's it's recent memory, and that's kind of something that really like jump started that 2018 run. So yeah, I, I have to go with that. But as a youngin, I, I think I was too young for all the 2004 fights. So I I respectfully have to pass on that. Uh, yeah, it's fair. You were just born that year. Um, so, but, so I would say this though, is that one of the ones I go to actually involves Johnny and it's not with the Red Sox. It's the Coco Chris fight. Correct. Yeah. I mean, so, so I, Cordy, I don't know if you remember this one and if you don't, that's okay. Cause I, I didn't remember, admittedly didn't remember the white Sox Detroit one, but the Coco Chris one where he charged James Shields. Right. Huh. And Johnny, oh my goodness. You talk about going into protecting people who couldn't debate. I mean, you were doing a four four forty going into the pitcher's mound. And and in case people don't remember that, Coco <laughs> was like like he did the Matrix thing, right? Like Shields like tried to punch him, 
he did the Matrix things, went back, and then tried, he just missed, I mean, just missed lowering the boom on him. But, you know, Johnny comes flying in. And tell me if I'm wrong, and this is what I want to ask Johnny a little bit about, about what it means for a team. Because after that fight, you guys, as the Rays, you were like the second, third, fourth fiddles in the division up until that point. Then you take on the big, bad Red Sox. You get in a fight with them. And after that, you're like, okay, let's go. Let's go. We're going to fight you, and we're going to beat you. I mean, was that the mentality? Well, I'm going to have to rewind the clock a little bit, Rob, because not only we were working on fundamentals like PFPs in spring training, but we also fought the Yankees in spring training that year. So remember the Shelly Duncan dust up. Uh, good, good old Shelly. I'm yep. the White Sox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're there, Rob, go ask him about that one when he slid into Akinora and John Gomes came in from right field and again tried to lower the boom, but the baseball gods had me tripping over second for a little stirrup. <laughs> but, but like you mentioned, the first thing that comes to mind after a brawl is I'm just so curious to see what happens the next week. See how the team plays the next week. And then, of course, you're going to have the three, four, five, six game suspensions. So you get that little week of gray time. And then when those boys come back that got suspended, one of those teams is going to take off. Absolutely book it. Johnny, I'm going to I'm going to add to that because you're exactly right. That 2000 White Sox brawl I talked about, that was a very young White Sox team. And that fight was in April of 2000. And that completely propelled that White Sox team. They won like 93 games that year, and they were not even close to supposed to do that. So yeah. he completely agreed. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done some of these uh, team chemistry, clubhouse, you know, gimmicks like all the time. And some of the mental skills department don't really agree with me, but I'm like, you want to speed up team chemistry, make some bad decisions, or get in a fight. And you're going to find out real quick who's in the arena and who's ready to rock and roll. I mean, when we got to the brawl, um, actually, we got in a brawl with Tampa when I was with in high A with a lot of the guys that were now in the big leagues. Some of these silent guys, some of these, you know, quiet little, you know, just go about their business suits. We're just throwing absolutely haymakers. And I'm like, this dude is in the fight like i thought he was just all oh, happy to be here da, da, da. and i'm like yep yeah you're you're my guy now absolutely now we roll <laughs> so coop you mentioned you mentioned the one with the joe kelly one what's interesting and this sort of dovetails with what the, the johnny's talking about and courtney's talking about that year in 2018 where that was i think like uh like the second sec, about the second week of the season Red Sox were I mean, on it was a roll. Right? It, was a, it was a cold April game. Yeah, so they 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 um I just looked this up. I have no I re, I have no idea why I just looked this up. But he has um they won nine in a row after losing on opening day. So they were nine and one. They play the Yankees. They get into this fight where Tyler Austin gets hit and then you know Joe avoids him and then you know the whole thing. But one of the things that happened after that was that that team, that Red Sox team, which was really good. And had a lot of good personalities. They actually had a team meeting because some of the guys in there didn't like how some of the guys reacted in that. And Johnny, you can speak to this. It's like, yeah, you have the guys like yourself who are running in, but you also have the guys like singing Fire the Mountain, you know, out in the second base, you yeah. know. So, and, and you take note of that as a teammate, right? Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, 
if this dude's willing to run in and protect or willing to run in and hold someone back or willing to just, you, you got to pick one side or the other. You, you can't just be, you know, the little nerdy dude in the background, just like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Oh, I, I don't know. Cause I mean, how, how's that going to play when that dude's in the outfield? Is he going to die for a ball? You know, is he going to break up two? There's so many characteristics that go in between the line as well. Of what are you willing to do for one not to lose? And what are you willing to do to win? And, you know, things like that, you know, bad decisions and fights will speed that up in a heartbeat. So when you, actually, I'm not sure if you got to see it, but Shohei Otani got involved in the, the fracas that happened and he just kind of came out and he's a huge dude. Yep. And I don't know who you wrapped up, but he just wrapped up someone random and just kind of like. Yeah, but that, that guy, whoever you wrapped up, it was like. I'm I'm being hugged by Shohei Otani. It was it was. Like, you don't expect Shohei Otani to really get involved because he's such like a soft-spoken guy. I, it, of course, like English isn't his primary language, but even when he does talk through the translator, like he's not an aggressive dude. He's not no, Johnny but you gotta you you gotta but but to Johnny's point, he you have you have no choice. You have to, even if you're the most soft-spoken guy in the world, you have to like. At least dip your toe in the water, don't that's, you? So like yeah. that's what I'm kind of getting to. Is 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 Shohei Otani getting out of the dugout and kind of getting involved? Is this the side of Shohei trying to jumpstart this Angels team that just looks dead? Well, I'll tell you who is trying to jumpstart that thing. If you look, the guys who got suspended, his freaking interpreter got suspended, <laughs> right. You don't need a translator for fighting. That's an international language. To see that guy get suspended, I was like, give him a. <laughs> I mean, he has to be the first interpreter ever suspended in, in baseball, right? It has to be. He just got himself a multi-year deal overnight, for sure. <laughs> Donald Trejo's <laughs> interpreter, but he's the team bouncer. <laughs> it's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Like, well, and another thing that we do when it comes to before the, we actually see these teams fight is that we, we sort of like when the season begins, we say how good is a team? And the secondary part of that is, could this team win in a fight? And I don't know, like, if, if, if Johnny, if you do that in the clubhouse, if you look around and say, okay, at some point this year, if we get in a fight, are we going to have a bunch of guys who don't? Like, for instance, Courtney, White Sox, from where you sit right now, all right, your team, the White Sox, without knowing, like, being in the clubhouse, knowing the players, whatever, what, from one to ten, how would you rate, them in a fight it, like your confidence level that they actually would hold their own that's a great question right now i'm giving them a five and a half Ooh. yeah what? yeah that's, that's a very injured team right now rob i mean i've never seen more lower leg injuries in my entire life so i'm not trusting them i'm not even sure they can run out of the bullpen properly right now so that's fair you've got some pitchers over there though that are they're they're wild men I mean, Mr. Kopech, you guys know him, right? I mean, from, from the Red Sox uh, days, right? I mean, he's – that's not a guy you want well, to have. Well, he's a big guy, yeah. I mean, but it's like, you know, it's – Yeah, I, I think that it was funny also, like, listening to Joe when he was on the radio. 
out in Chicago talking about how, like, when they were trying to get out of the bullpen and uh, Hendricks couldn't get out of the bullpen. Like, he couldn't get the thing open and everyone started piling up behind him. That's what I mean. I mean, it's like a series, it's like a, it's like a clown show right now over there. But again, this isn't about the White Sox. We're not going to get into that. But <laughs> I know this is your reprieve from that. But Johnny, do you do do you do that? Like so, when you in spring training, and maybe it's not like you sit around and say, "Okay, guys, this is going to be the day where we gauge if we're going to get in a fight or not." But do you look around and say, "Okay, you know, when we get in a fight this year, will we be able to to be able to function?" Well, to tell you the truth, it, it's actually ungradable until you're in a fight. It really is. If you look throughout like these fights, some of the biggest, strongest dudes are holding the little guys back, right? <laughs> these little like chihuahua javelinas that are going after some dude's necks. And then you got like the big dudes that just has this guy by the collar, this guy by the collar. And you're like, bro, you should be fighting, not holding these guys back. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's an ungradable deal until you're in the fight. Who was, who was the best? Who was the best besides yourself? Who was the best uh, teammate that you ever saw in terms of uh, execution of aggressiveness? Well, I mean, granted, the two punches were lost, but you saw right away with Coco and James Shields that this was not their first fight. <laughs> I mean, these guys squared up like they're gold lovers with just this nice jab and the rock back and then the jab back. And I mean, running out there, I was like, OK, like, yeah, we got some veterans here. Um, but at the same time, someone who like has been in a few to tell you the truth, you don't want, like, it's never a good idea to fight 25 on 25. And that's what it is. And sometimes oh, the we saw Amir Garrett make that issue, uh, or that, that mistake. What was yeah. it last year or three years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, made that mistake in a ball too. I mean, I got, you know, some good ones in, but, um, yeah, when it just goes south up there, you think you can just take aim and Is it a lot of what? kidney shots in the dog pile? <laughs> I like yeah. that question. Yeah, there's kid you, well, you never see anyone like come out of these things with shiners. I would imagine that you're just going body blows. See, this is this uh, we talk about t shirts, like something has to be done. Are there a lot of kidney shots in the dog pile? That should be a thing. Put it on the card. Cool, what? let's go. I'd say majority of the time, I mean, there's a lot of grabbing in this and you want to kind of like sink those hooks in, right? Like when you're going to pull off like the shirt right here, you want to get all up in there and get it out. And then once you're in the middle of the melee, I mean, you don't have like even space to be doing this. So, I mean, it's like your first three, four punches if you're willing to throw them and, and that's it. And then it's just... Well one of the one of the ones that I remember, and this this actually just came up. This guy just resurfaced on social media. I don't know if you guys saw him. Was Kyle Farnsworth? Oh my god! Did you yeah, see he, that? Did you see him? Oh From, my god! He like is Jack. Yeah, Jack. like I said, I I never charged, but he was number one on the not charged list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could have hit me twenty times in a row, and I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'll. Go. Yeah, so right here, right behind me in Wrigley Field, that was one of the, the most epic takedowns, yeah. I mean, of all. And that was before he became like this, as Courtney, you, you saw, like this behemoth. Like he's, he's become this body. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know what he's doing, but I don't it's know what, working. what he's doing. <laughs> but, and he looks gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he and he, I mean, he executed that. And the other one was, and you talk about charging because Johnny, like you said, when you charge, this is a commitment, right? Like you, you, you think once, you think twice, you think three times, and then you go, okay, well, here we go. And yeah, I mean, in in the Nolan Ryan one is, you know, this is the one where Robin Ventura, you know, went out. I mean, that was. You know that that was the that was the the most humble. That was the one where you show the hitters say before you go out, just keep in mind that this guy uh, herds cattle, and uh, and and basically is uh, is 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 a John Wayne character, and you're probably not going to get a punch off on him. So yeah, that was an epic one. From the from that situation, like again, like I never tried. When you charge, you're in, you're running into a one on five. Fact. And especially if your dugout doesn't know that you're going to go, if he hits me, you're, you're going right into the one on five. Never, never a good idea. No. Cool. You, you coach, you're a, you're a coach of young men, right? Young men. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So you are, you are like, you're a coach of youth, youth baseball. I'll, uh, I'll be honest with you this week. They weren't young men. They, uh, Ooh, look at they you, Torin, but... you. I'm calling them out on, on live air. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I remember, you know, like it's one thing that we're talking about major league fight. angels and the Mariners and everything, but you know, but the the thing is, is that you also have you have um, these kids who you know where they're like, oh, I see major leaguers do it. Maybe we should get in a fight. Like I don't coop. Do they ever in all your times playing baseball, coaching it? Do these kids like actually? Oh yeah, yeah. We should fight because you know when you're when you fight yeah, in your no, sports, I, you you definitely have like. And I've been in that like, you you get hot and bothered oh. like out in the field chirping it up with some guy, and you get in the dugout and you tell your buddy, and you're just like, hey, they catch me in the shoulder, I'm going out there. But it's obviously all bark and no bite. I mean, you're you're playing college ball, you're playing high school ball. You, you realize that at the end of the day, you're probably going to get like an in school suspension if you end up fighting like. Within yeah, which 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 by the way, in school suspensions are maybe worse than MLB suspensions. It's, it's so much shame. You know, so. from experience. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If if you want to turn back time, if you want to go to those mid seventy Oakland A's, yeah, right? they went three P three World Series in a row. You talk to those guys. There was a fight in their clubhouse every day. Every day, and probably eighty percent of the time, it was with Reggie. Yeah. Is right? that just iron sharpens irons, or is that at some point does that get toxic? Hey, it's just how you, it's just how you, how you, you know, how you end up like the next week and the two weeks after, right? I mean, their nickname was the Fighting A's, right? I mean, that was their nickname. I mean, they were, they were, they were known for it. And yeah. it's like Johnny said, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You yeah. Don't- Figure it out. John, you got you. Uh, how about your own clubhouses? Have you seen? Have you you seen brawls in your clubhouses? Um, I've seen some disagreements. To tell you the truth, um, I tried to do my best to be the ringleader, and if something like that would happen, um, you know, I mean, I'd ever pull everyone back and be like, "They need this. They need this. They need to go at it." But um, no, majority of the time, I was fortunate enough to be on a lot of good teams. Um, and with that being said, fighting the other team was a lot more important than fighting ours. But uh, I remember, yeah, why? Well, go ahead. City Royals in 2015, we got traded over there. You had Ace, and you had Herrera, and you had Duffy, 
these guys in the bullpen would just throw one at your head and then strike you out. These guys were just, they were absolute loose cannons. And one of the things when I went over there, I was like, listen, guys, no more headshots. No more headshots because you're going to get them and then they're going to get us. We can't lose Haas. We can't lose Moose. We can't lose Kane. So if there's where you really want to throw the ball at, just come knock on my door and then I'll knock on their door and we'll do it that way. <laughs> but I can't have you guys getting suspended and I can't have our guys getting hit. So we're just going to have, we're called like Payne Manning, you know, Omaha, a little audible. Well, I mean, First of all, like I, I am. I, before we go on, before we move on to the, the next fa- facet of this, Cordy, why did you start martial arts? I, I'm speaking of like, what did you like? Did you actually want to fight somebody? So I actually, I've always been in sales. Um, so I actually ran a martial arts school, and part of that was that I got free training classes. So I've done jujitsu. I've done UFC type of fighting. I've done. I've been trained in all kinds of aspects of the martial arts and i gotta tell you it's actually done wonders for me i mean it helps with your coordination your mentality i mean it really does help and i recommend anyone that has children get them involved in martial arts immediately especially nowadays johnny johnny do you got your kids you got your kids doing that thousand percent oh look at you all right and i think i think we just found your new coach rob yeah. <laughs> I I am looking for a life coach. So, yeah. Yeah. I would I would love to. I would pay good money to. Start. Yeah. What? Rob, do you do you martial just, arts. You get no. out on the mat. No, we found your new sparring partner. There you uh, go. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I I, I will. I, yes, I, I will be available to be punched in the head. Just random. I am not going to fight back. No. The uh, but Johnny, I remember, I remember the one that I think in that year in 2013. The, maybe it was the only time you ever gotten into any, any kind of scrap with the Red Sox. And you correct me if I'm wrong. It was in Tampa, yeah. where you you came <laughs> you came flying in from left field, and you basically did. I don't even know like what move it was. It was like the Thor hammer on on somebody's head. Like there was a couple guys holding each other back, and then here you come, boom, over the top. Escobar. Oh, it's, oh that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> And another, you know, baseball gods threw the lightning down and kind of just stopped that first hammer. And I tell the story it was because it was actually like Don Zimmer day. Right. And I'm running in from left field. Tom Foley, the third base coach, is wearing 68 Don Zimmer. All the coaches were wearing the Zimmer. Thing. And as I'm running in, I just have more respect for anyone. Than Don. I didn't put it together. I thought it was Don Zimmer. And I'm like, normally, if it was Tom Foley, I just would have plowed him right out of the way, out of respect to continue his fight. But I had to kind of tiptoe around. And then, um, yeah, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't the best one. But, um, yeah, I think he was just like. That was, the old, that was the only one in a red size uniform, correct? Yeah. For you? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, but listen. I was probably, probably the only guy to be in a Tampa, like to fight the Red Sox with Tampa and then be on the Red Sox and fight Tampa. Yeah, once again, most hits off the catwalk and the only guy to get in a fight with the Rays and the Red Sox. So, excellent job. Uh, All right, so the next topic along the lines of fighting, Cordy, you had brought this up about the pizza delivery. Can you explain what happened there? So, great story. Great story. This is the beauty of social media. I think we know 98% of the time social media can be a cesspool, but there are some benefits to it. So, young woman, Seattle Mariners fan, 
Jesse Winker gets in that huge brawl. She starts with wonderful technology nowadays. She gets the bright idea to get a pizza delivered to for Jesse Winker. So she puts her Uber Eats receipts of the pizza and the tracker coming to the stadium to get the pizza delivered to Jesse Winker. And when she posted that, she gave the Uber driver um, his, his, basically his information, his Venmo, and a bunch of Mariner fans started tipping the Uber driver. He got like a $300 tip, which is so cool. And Jesse Winker actually got the pizza. He DM'd her. And this woman, I think her name is Sophie. Is that her name? Yeah, Sophie, yep. She became Big shout like, out. Yep. a Seattle superstar overnight just because of this one really cool thing. So, Johnny, have you ever gotten a pizza delivered to you after a fight? Uh, that makes my skin crawl. I got nothing. I got uh, The only thing I got was a suspension. <laughs> you didn't play in the height of the social media day, man. That was the problem. Yeah. I think Winker's got the suspension as well. So, yeah. yeah. He just has pizza added to it. But that's one of the cool things about social media is, is those types of stories. You know, you hear a lot of the bad, but there is some cool stuff that comes with it. And that was a really cool story to kind of start the week off in baseball. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, this is a thing. Uh, it, that's a great story. And by the way, Sophie's got a baseballs and boring T-shirt on the way. I was in communication with her uh, yesterday. And uh, so hopefully she can join us at some time. But it's. It's also the, the awesomeness of breaking down a fight. Like, like Johnny, even when you played, like we, yeah, we can break down the Coco Chris fight now or whatever, but now it's instantly. Like, we're – like, the translator, holy crap. I mean, yeah. this is this – is, thank you, social media, for this. This is great. Yeah, I mean – yeah, so breaking it down is just as cool as watching it live. So the first thing, like breaking it down, I look at who's willing to put their career on the line. And by that meaning, who's going to touch the superstar, right? Who's going to throw a punch at Mike Trout or Shea Otani? And whoever does that is gone. So knowing that, if I'm a superstar, you basically have a green light to tornado whoever you want. Knowing no one is going to touch you. Right. And then seeing who doesn't come out of the dugout, seeing the guy who's holding the back and all this stuff. Yeah, it's just as fun breaking it down. <laughs> that's great. That is so true. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's a, that's an awesome story, Courtney. And, and like I said, I mean, it's like this is once again, I mean, this is this is what as a season goes on. These are the sort of things that keep us going. Like, yeah, we look at the standings. And yes, we are not going to mention the White Sox in the standings out of respect to you, Courtney, and out of respect to the ambassador, Joe. But uh, but still, I mean, it's like these are the things that keep it going. This is why we're talking about it. So hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Poop, what do you got? What's your baseballs and boring thing? What my, I mean, I can relate this right back to the whole fight. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Abigail from last year, a young Reds fan. Yes. Uh, she she went to go see Joey Votto play, I, I believe it's San Diego, and Votto, Votto had himself tossed from the game pretty early. Uh, so Joey Votto being the good guy that he is, he, he gave her some swag and everything and invited her to the next game. Uh, so she returns again to see former Red Winker uh, take on the Angels. And it once again does not go well. Winker gets tossed. So she just, <laughs> I mean, she's got bad vibes. She, it's a young girl that just loves baseball. And I hate to tell her not to go to games, but she's, she's carrying some bad vibes. Can we give her a T-shirt? I mean, I feel like all things are soft with T-shirts and smiles. <laughs> I mean, if I can get a if I can get a hold of Abigail's mom, I believe it's Kristen. Her her Twitter is at Superberry11. Uh, you can see the pictures of her getting the autograph ball from Winker uh, it, for for missing out on his play. Uh, so give that a follow, just as you said, uh, Courtney. There's always some good silver linings in all of this. There is. The uh, so uh, the last thing I wanted. So my thing, along with the fighting, this I cannot dovetail this with any of the fighting conversation, but I think this will uh, scratch right where we all itch in terms of the greatness of baseball. The, we saw the young man, uh, the seven-year-old, run around the bases for the White Sox the other day at the White Sox game, correct? Yeah. Um, and uh, he, uh, cancer uh, patient, seven years old, wanted to run around the bases, the Orioles and, and White Sox, they're there. And, you know, anyone who said there's no crying in baseball, holy crap, you know, that was like a tear-jerking moment. But it also made me remember this, and I want you all to weigh in on this. Like, how bizarre is it, in a great way, like, how powerful is it to just run around uh, uh, 90 feet at a time around the dirt? Like, this is, it, every time somebody, have you ever seen anyone do that without a huge smile on their face? Like, it's incredible, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see it from some of the best in the game and inside the park home run. You know, it's no time for the dig me this, dig me that. I mean, they're just so excited after that slide into home. It's oh, grown man. It, turning it, right. And it's just something about it where, you know, you can have be like, what in like, you know, people will say, well, what do you want to do? I want to run around the bases. Well, why? It's just dirt. It's just, you know, a circle, you know, and, 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 we're rem and I think that was a reminder. I mean, it was a great reminder. Yep. It's almost like when I when I do my travels and I try to hit a baseball stadium in every city I'm in. And it's even just like entering the gates to a new stadium. There's like a certain feeling, you know, I mean, it's just you can't really describe it. It's just a really cool experience being in a baseball stadium, even seeing a baseball stadium. It's just very unique. I, I can't even describe it. No, it, well, I just walked into Wrigley today. You know, like, how can you have a bad day? When, when you walked in a Wrigley, like the same thing, Johnny, every time you, you have to, sometimes you have to remind yourself because you do it every day, but Fenway, I mean, you, you work for the Cubs, right? I mean, you Wrigley, like, all oh, this is, this is great. Coop, I mean, do you, when you coach your kids, do you just run around the bases just to 
just to like get in a better mood. Well, I'm already like a 24 year old without a kid on the team, so I'm already in a weird position. So I'm trying to do like the least amount possible to make myself an embarrassment. But I mean, we we played down on the a Cape Cod League field the other day for Legion Ball, and you play on college level field with some high schoolers, they get geeked out about that stuff, and you kind of feel that as a coach and gets you excited as well. Yeah, I mean, I just I just look back at that young man, like it's just like seeing him, the smile on his face, it was cool. And not to get all sappy. But this is what this is all about, right? We're bringing this stuff up. This is like, yeah, we can look at the standings and we can look at, like, break down, uh, you know, vaccination stuff and all that stuff, you know, that we've been talking about all week with the Red Sox. But I don't know if you guys know this. Baseball isn't boring. There you go. Yay. Johnny, I have a question for you. Yes. Is there is there a different feel? And I'm asking this because I was just up at Portland last night to see Chris Sale. Um, it, that field has such a different feel than something like Fenway or Yankee Stadium, and it almost feels more intimate. Is that Yeah, I mean, I, I think every field does have its own little piece of history, and even if it's a brand-new field, you kind of have that responsibility to put some history in that ballpark. I guarantee those sirens are coming for you. I, I had to mute him. I had to mute him on that. I couldn't, I could not yeah. deal with the sirens. No. Yeah. Come on, Rob. So, but yeah, I mean, every field that really does have its own unique feel. Absolutely. Rob, any input on the sirens for the field? Uh, oh, the sirens? Oh, listen. I mean, they, they, they just heard that they, we just broke all kinds of download records for this, for this podcast. So they're, they're, it's the podcast police. They're coming. Um, well, if you want to be Rob, if you want to be a ratings booster, you don't have a ball in your bag if you don't drop your phone right now and sprint around the bases. Oh, listen, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Yes, yes, that's what. Yes, yay, that's baseball. Out. <laughs> that's some instant ratings and some instant smiles. <laughs> every and Johnny knows from cover, when I covered him. Every time I walked in the clubhouse, I was like, "Yay, baseball!" Um, so, Johnny, before we let you go, uh, what do you got to plug? I mean, so, you've got a lot of irons in the fire, but. I know you're working on some stuff. What's going on? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm kind of I'm I'm in the amateur space a lot now. Um, from being the dude with uh, visible tats and a beard, I'm actually like a techie guy and a data guy, um, right in the heart of the numbers. Uh, so yeah, we have a ball tracking camera uh, tracking the data for you know the spin rate for the launching exit velo and. As someone who's, you know, a historian of the game, I'm a huge fan of, like, scouts and eyes on the kids. Um, to where that is now, budgets have been snipped, and there's a lot of good players in popular areas. But these guys get seen, right? So it's probably the most performance-enhancing thing is, you know, data. And it's getting that data into the right hands to where you got some kid in, like, North Dakota that's 17 years old, and his average launch angle is 27 with 101 exit and he's never played in front of a scout right uh you know taking these cameras overseas and this and that so it's an in-game camera called yakker tech and with that being said it's basically like having every single university at your game and every single pro team right behind home plate and all they do is get the data dissect it how they want and put them on their radar it's beautiful 
Man, Coop, are you all right? Do you need to be hosed down right now? I love that. Coop, Coop, loves, to, Coop hey, loves to geek out. We get recruited up in the Northeast here for uh, some kids just because we don't play baseball at the same clip as the, the Southern boys. So to exactly. hear to hear there's going to be some tools and resources for young guys, you know, to get their name out there and show their worth, I love that. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's actually, uh, along with the recruiting side, in my eyes, it's one of the best tools you have for a player. Your exit velocity is like 80 coming out to bat. Let's make this adjustment in the box. And boom, now all of a sudden we're 85, 86. Now we're chasing down 90. Let's do this. And your exit velocity goes down. Okay, boom, there's your answer. We're not doing that. Let's bring your hands up. Let's bring your hands down. Let's take the ball right here and let's move your hands on the seams from here to here and see what happens. Well, your vertical movement, your horizontal movement, boom. So player development and getting these kids seen is, is where we're at. And if I was an amateur guy, there's a, a quote from Donaldson when he's like, if you're 12 years old and a coach tells you to swing down on the ball, you say no. So if I was like going to a high school or going to a college, my first question would be like, do you have data? Is my you know stuff going to get recorded? And if not, I'm not going there. Wow. That's, that's good stuff, man. Like, that's, that's good stuff. Here. That is, even yeah. cool. go ahead, Courtney. I even I'm not a very uh, over analytical person, but even I'm like that's impressive. Yeah, no, so, like we, we we don't break down the numbers. We don't be like, oh, if you right. do this, your launch does this. If you do this, it does that. We leave that up to the freaking guru dudes. Yep. But we just give you the numbers. Here they are. You go screw around with them as much as you want. But um, yeah, the optical system we have is called Yakertech. You know, in-game system. Um, and uh, we're get we're getting ready to to take over for sure. Well, listen, I mean, it's just another thing you're taking over, Johnny. Excellent job. Uh, podcast, that's for sure. Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? It's like what what medium haven't you dominated, um, Cordy? What do you got going? What, what do you want to see in the great game of baseball this coming week? Anything other than the White Sox win a game? Just the White Sox winning a couple series, man. That's really my priority. Please, please, they're in San Francisco. They're a good team. We'll see what happens. It's it's been exhausting so far. July first, I'm already exhausted. Can we even, what, no Can we even call it interleague play anymore? Because nothing changes. All that. It's not really. Fun. I had that thought the other day. It just it doesn't have that specialty anymore. It does not. It does yeah. not. No, it who's the home field anymore? DH, DH, DH. Boom. Yeah. No, I, I, and by the way, I had a great, I had a conversation with Xander. It was off the, when, when my tape recorder stopped, but we were talking about the all-star game, how fraudulent that was when it actually counted for something, the home field advantage and, you know, and guys were leaving in the fifth and sixth inning. It was so dumb. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, it's a whole nother podcast. The all-star podcast is coming up. Uh, Coop, what do you got? What, what are you looking forward to this week? What am I looking forward to? We got some, we got some 4th of July baseball. Yes, I mean, right? I mean, like, we all, all of us, what more all day? Yeah, I'm gonna be working for the great uh Red Sox, uh, not radio network, it's just Red Sox network now, WEEI. So, I'll be pumped to see the big flag drop at uh, over the green monster and be able to celebrate the day the way it should be. You bring bring up a good point. I don't know, Courtney and Johnny, if you feel like for me growing up, like July 4th was always a cool like baseball day, right. Yeah, last time. I just had that talk with my kids. I asked them, I said, if you could share your birthday with any holiday, what would it be? And myself and all my kids said 4th of July. I mean, how about blowing out, you know, your, your birthday cake and then blowing stuff up and sending rockets up? 
<laughs> that's a good one-two punch, but I, I might do July 3rd because selfishly, I don't want to be overshadowed too much. With America. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, for me, it's, it's book deadline week. So uh, I will be writing and writing and writing it all the way through Thursday. Um, so there you go. More to come on that. But uh, I will. Right now, I'm in Chicago. I'm at Wrigley Field. Uh, Cordy, hope to see you a little bit later. And also, and uh, hope to take in some White Sox games maybe Monday and Tuesday, 4th of July. Uh, the great game of baseball only got better this week and will only get better next week. So thanks again, Rob, everybody. Rob, let me get one more thing at you right yeah. here. Ooh, what is that? Who's waiting on that? Okay, you want to talk about baseball being fun? We're jumping on a plane for 10 hours and going to London for a home run derby dead set in the middle of wireless music festival one of the biggest music festivals in the world and then boom us dudes long from home runs and then in september we're going down doing the same thing as seoul south korea and then in october we're doing it in mexico city four cities the following year for the following so we're taking this thing global rob can i get a, can I get many- a total home runs hit by you during this whole thing so the home run uh i think we get 30 30 swings Okay. Uh, so obviously half is fifteen. So I have to be above. All right. All right. All right. We're gonna we'll, we'll regroup. We'll reconvene on that. So yeah. Johnny, you'll you'll come back for a baseballs and boring podcast, and we'll actually not only revel in your successes across across the globe, but we'll document how many home runs you hit. All right. Absolutely. I'll do it dead center in London live with a. Oh, let's go. Listen, I watched games in London in 2019. It's not hard to hit a home run in London. Newsflash. It's not hard to run around the bases. Let's see it. (laughs) 